0: We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. We're slowly learning that fact, and we're very, very pissed off. All right. Oh, there he is, Alan. See, there I am, right in your ears. Hey, now. We're just
1: going to free ball it now?
0: Yeah. Free ball it. As if we were doing the podcast like a man not wearing underpants. We're free balling it.
1: <laughs> hey, I don't know what you got going on over there.
0: Oh, no. Well, I'll tell you, I'm locked down. <laughs> I, I do not understand nor can relate to the man who likes his business all higgledy-piggledy, footloose and fancy free. I don't like it. And I can't relate to the man who does it. Because it's like, well, I mean, I understand the idea of breathability, but at some point you got to sit down and then stuff starts sticking together. And and I feel like, I don't know, man, I I might have more sensitive area than other men. because Have like, you done a study on
1: this? Well,
0: I mean, just because there are men who like to free ball, I feel like they must be because... Like desensitized is what yeah, they must be. Yeah, because I hit it like I crossed my legs the wrong way or I just hit it the wrong way and it hurts like hell. And oh, so... I thought you were saying like you got aroused more easily. No, no, it's in pain more easily. <laughs> I would actually prefer the other one. I would prefer aroused more easily than, than But sort don't of... you think
1: it would be just awkward to constantly like, oh no, down boy, down. Like, you know, we got to get up. We're going to have to go to a meeting here in a minute. Like, you know, you can't be.
0: But see, then, then it aroused more easily. I could just lock it down. And it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, and I think that there are
1: some men who, when aroused, it doesn't matter what the restraint is, you still know.
0: Yeah, well, unfortunately, <laughs> I am not one of those people. It's, it's all a guessing game. You're somewhere game.
1: in between Korea and South Africa. Yes. Is that what you're telling me?
0: <laughs> yes. I uh, I don't even think that needs explanation. I think everybody gets what you mean by that. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and I certainly... Uh, with the abundant use of sweatpants that I wear, obviously. But a- even when I was wearing those uh, black pants to work, I could get away with it, no problem.
1: And you were regularly walking around at, like, half-mast? Well, that I really will helped.
0: tell you, there was a time that I used to take Propecia, because I'm losing my hair. I mean, it's pretty obvious that I'm losing my hair, and I've been losing my hair for a long time. So I used to take Propecia, uh, and then... Something happened and I ran out of it and it was expensive and I was getting older and I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to lose my hair, whatever. But what Propecia does is there's a theory going around that you lose your hair because you have too much testosterone. Um, And so what Propecia does is it kind of limits it, your testosterone output, as far as I can tell. And then that's why in the commercials, they're like, well, if you're taking Propecia, then it could like mess up your dick and all this stuff.
1: Right. So you may see side effects. As, right. With results, you know. As, with bonerisms. Right. Re- yes. Decreased
0: libido. Right. If you will. So I stopped it. And what your body is constantly, your body's constantly trying to maintain this sort of zero point of hey, I Hey, I'm a
1: woman. Look. You're talking to me. I'm like a hormone-ridden nightmare.
0: Right. See, dudes aren't like that. So if dudes are always trying to be sort of in the middle. So if we start taking stuff that suppresses our manness, our body reacts trying to push the manness back up. no,
1: no, no, dude. You want to be a man.
0: Right. You want to be at least at this happy medium and your, your hair loss pills are pushing it down. So when you stop... Your body is, con- is, is still pushing against this wall and it doesn't understand that you've stopped the hair loss pills yet. Mm-hmm. So it pushes, it blasts through. And after I started taking the Propecia, yeah, there were some times at work I was, I was, uh, there was after like, you stopped taking. Yeah, there were like three days in there where I was spontaneous. And, uh, it was a little, uh, it was a little weird. I gotta tell you. Yeah. But, uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was A, only three days. B, nobody noticed. I mean, I had, a, I had a whole day where my zipper broke and nobody noticed. And, you know, <laughs> at least nobody said anything. They might have noticed. I don't know. That reminds
1: me about the other day at work where, I don't know, I got dressed in a fog. You know, I seem to be in a haze these days. And I uh, wor- drove all the way to work, which I drove an hour to work. So how did I not notice this? Get into work, set everything up. I got like 20 minutes till uh, my first meeting. Go in. I'm having a meeting with the CFO. Ooh. Yeah. And I sit down and I had a long sweater on, thankfully. But I sat down and then I moved something and I was like, oh, wow, like my pants don't look right. And yes, in fact, my fly was down. Awesome. Yeah. But thankfully, I had the long sweater on uh. that day. So I, no one would have been any the wiser. Um, and I corrected the it infraction.
0: Was- there was a time when I was working and I had gained a bunch of weight, but I was, you know, hell be damned, I was not going to buy new pants. So I would zip up my pants as far as they would go <laughs> and kind of ma- make sure that little, uh the thing you hold onto the zipper uh-huh. with was pressed down because that's supposed to lock the zipper in right, place. Right. And then I would just pull my shirt down over it and I couldn't button them at the top. It didn't matter. I was just like, I can't, I'm not buying new pants because that sort of says... Well, I'm going to be at admission. this weight. It's an yeah. admission of I'm I'm done and I'm going to be at this weight. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. I would go, you know, and and, and that's the thing, too. That's where I really embraced the no tuck in terms of the shirt. Because mm-hmm. I was like, hey, man, I, you know, these shirts are, are, you know, a good, you know, four inches over the, the button part. If I can just leave it untucked and I can just cruise around and be like, hey, whatever, man. You don't know what's going on under here. Although, unfortunately... Every once in a while, the sort of flaps at the top of the pant kind of flare out because they don't have the button closure mm-hmm. to hold them in. Right. So that could have looked like a boner at any time. Right. But so that's when you anything. needed
1: those little inserts that the pregnant ladies wear so that, like, you know, they don't want to buy the maternity pants yet, but, they, but they're still too big for their regular pants. So they have these little inserts that have, like, a loop and a hook that you use on, on your pants you know, on the button side and then the buttonhole side. And it's got a little <laughs> flap that you tuck in. It's so like a see. pants
0: extender. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yes. my God. I had no idea such a thing existed. How awesome would that be as a dude to walk <laughs> into the maternity <laughs> store and just be like, not? All right, it is for me. So what? You're going to judge? Screw you. <laughs> Look at this big, beautiful belly I got here. Who yeah. cares if it's you know, based on beard pizza, right? I mean, look—you get a commission either way, stupid. You're gonna, you're gonna judge me, or you're gonna make a sale. Let's go, chop chop. I got, uh, I got. You're all look. Like, I need it in blue. I need it in black. <laughs> yeah, you are looking at a big, big sale here. Don't jeopardize it by making a puss just because I'm a big fat guy. Well, fantastic. I feel like already we've given a big service to all the fat <laughs> dudes listening to this podcast of the world.
1: You know what? Fuck big and tall. Just go to motherhood and get yourself the pants extender. Yeah.
0: Wow. Damn. I had no idea. That was never covered on uh, the sex in the, C- the one sex in the city episode I watched. <laughs> Samantha.
1: They can't cover everything, Alan.
0: No, no, or anything. Ugh, I hate that damn show. Hang on. I'll take care of that. What? Oh, you're going to jiggle my uh, mouse? Fantastic. Get that screensaver done. I really should turn that off. Well, what are you doing?
1: If I'm going to be the jiggler, oh, okay. I'm over here so it's <laughs> easier to jiggle. That is
0: the worst <laughs> uh, Batman villain ever. The Jiggler. He's like He's like he's more like a sexual <laughs> harassment villain. You know, I was just waiting at the bus stop and then the Jiggler came and got me. Ooh. I am the Jiggler. <laughs> he touched my naughty bits. <laughs> Um, and then Captain PC comes in and tells the Jiggler not to do that, and you should respect women and stuff.
1: Yes, and just for that, you need to sit through this three-hour-long class.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, that's like Captain PC's superpowers—that <laughs> like he makes you, like he somehow entrances you into watching this three-hour sexual harassment video, and you're just like, ugh. Awesome. They tell you
1: all the things you're not supposed to say or do or send an email or look out on your work computer. Oh,
0: God. Those things are scary as hell. Those classes. I, I, I do them all. Yeah. Well, you have to. And you have to sign off and say I did it. And, but, but. No, no,
1: no. I violate all oh, the rules. Good
0: for you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I, I just feel like those classes by the end of them are just, you're afraid to even leave your cube. You don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to put anything in your cube. You're just scared of doing anything that could possibly freak anybody out and speaking yeah. of which i had i worked for a small company for a while and i had a guy who insisted on putting up a picture of his naked son and his naked son's friend at his desk
1: where they like Two or were yeah. they like twelve? <laughs> like eighteen.
0: Yeah. Um, and they were. It was a. It was for beaver hunt, but for dudes. I don't know. Uh, no, they were. Yeah, they were like two or three or whatever. And they've they've got socks, shoes on, and nothing else. And they're facing the wall.
1: See, now I'm a big fan of the naked kid with like the cowboy hat and the and the <laughs> the little gun holster with the cowboy boots, uh-huh. but nothing on. Nothing else. Well, you know what? I'm a big fan of the adult in that yeah. outfit as well. So. I was about to say, why <laughs> limit
0: yourself to the kid? Um but well, they arouse a different emotion. Of course. We're not implying that, that you would
1: <laughs> yeah, masturbate
0: Alan. to either or thank, both. Thank
1: God you haven't said it to any to anyone who I am. So
0: right. They so don't know. So um I hated this damn picture. I didn't want to see it. I thought it was weird. So I would every time I had to go into his his office while he was away to get something or other. I can't remember what I was doing in there. I would take it down and put it in his desk uh, because it was thumbtacked to the wall.
1: And were you hoping that he would get the hint of that? Like, HR has come by and deemed this material inappropriate.
0: Well, it was a company of 13 people, so HR ain't going to do that. But yeah, and he finally stopped fishing it out of his desk drawer and putting it back up. So he clearly got the message. Yay, passive-aggressive behavior. Yay." Yay. How
1: many times did you have to do that?
0: Eh, four five.
1: Oh, so he's a slow learner too. Yeah. Well, he God thought, damn, I hate he thought, stupid people. He
0: thought maybe you know I could give him some slack. I thought maybe he thought you know it blew you know it just the, the thumbtack popped out and it fell on the ground and so nobody knew what to do with it so they stuck it in his drawer and then probably by about the third time he was like okay too much of a coincidence but I'm going to prove to this person that I really like it and I'm going to put it up and then maybe by the fourth or fifth time I just like uh, tapped into his laziness and. He, he was like, "Screw it! I don't care that much." Clearly, this other person cares more than me. So, I don't
1: mind. Yay for the stout!
0: There you go. So let's get to uh, today's topic. And and uh, those, uh, if you haven't guessed already, we have a guest for today's topic. Uh, Stephanie is here and we're drinking beers. Another guest inspired drinking podcast. You can hear uh, wife Miriam in the background rumbling around. Uh, she's working on making lasagna because she needs to carbo load for her uh, marathon tomorrow. Yay, Mir. Yeah. So um, I I would be a little bit more inspired if this wasn't like the 10th marathon. So, um, you know, otherwise, I'd just like, yeah, okay. Another marathon. Well, it's
1: business as usual. I mean, you yeah, know, we had paninis, we're drinking beers, took the dog for a walk, cleaned out the guest room. There's right. a marathon. Like, it's all just part of the fold.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Mar- marathon is as common as walking the dog at this point. Absolutely. But today's topic is one uh, inspired by Stephanie. She called me up and she said, let's talk about birthdays. So I said, "Yeah, uh, you're you're insane. Who cares? Who cares about birthdays? And then she started talking to me and I was like... No, damn it, that is a great idea. There's a lot there about birthdays. And especially because uh, we are going to a seven-year-old's birthday tomorrow? Yes. After the marathon. um, And uh, there will be a bouncy castle. And I'm super excited because I had one for my 30th birthday.
1: I didn't know this. Where
0: the hell was I? I don't know. Where were you nine years ago?
1: I was definitely hanging around nine years ago, Alan. Mm. I've been hanging around you since you were 19, so... Yeah,
0: well, but come on. I mean, we haven't been, you know, we, college years, we were definitely not hanging around Well, there was some ebb and flow and, there, sure, but, yeah. you know. Well, and then...
1: <sighs> you know what? Actually, I vaguely remember the 30th birthday. Yeah, you were and there. there. Was some, no, there was something else, like, we had, like, a major event. Like something major was happening around oh, that period and we couldn't go. Right, I vaguely right, remember right. this now. It's so, coming back to, I'm old. It's coming back to me.
0: Right. So, so I had a bouncy castle at 30 and it's, it is really shocking how much exercise a bouncy castle is. And I don't know why. I mean, all you're doing is just sort of jumping up in the air. And then honestly, the bouncy castle is doing most of the jumping for you. And after, you know, 30 seconds of jumping it's you're winded you're tired and uh and that's because we're not seven i guess i don't know but it's weird because i mean i feel like you know i I don't know i feel like i could run farther and for longer than i am in the bouncy castle
1: i think we should also disclose here that another reason for the topic
0: Hmm.
1: is because our friend alan home here will be celebrating a birthday
0: on monday on I wouldn't actually use the word celebrating. It will occur <laughs> and I will be sitting in my underpants eating hot dogs and crescent rolls, which is my traditional birthday meal. And uh, a surprisingly unhealthy birthday meal. I would think. No, but delectable. Oh, it's so fantastic. Oh, my God.
1: Are they dipped in mustard?
0: Uh, w- yes, absolutely. Honey mustard. Uh, I didn't know this about you. No, oh, no. There's so like a whole new fantastic. respect here. Yeah, the, that is uh, it's 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 surprisingly bad for you, but yet wonderful to eat, and it's what I eat every year on my birthday. Um, and, oh, and by the way, for those of you who who have seen my YouTube channel, I am not going to do a uh, video this year. The last couple of years, I said every year I want to do a video on my birthday, but this podcast has sort of replaced the video. I mean, it was the video is nice, but it's a lot of work. And it's, it's just it's too scripted. And it's not as good, I think, as the podcast. So the podcast will be better than the birthday video. So we're doing this instead. Anyway, so um, when we when Stephanie and I were talking on the phone, she came up with all these different sort of birthday scenarios. So um, birthdays, in my assessment, are and yet another telltale sign that you're getting older in the sense of how you look at them, right? Like there's all that stuff that you do as a kid that's fun as a kid, but then when you get older becomes a major hassle. Like I was saying earlier, snow. Snow as a kid is awesome because, you know, it's just, it's fun and you get your, you get your toboggan or your snow saucer or your whatever out and you have shush around eee. in it and you make, you have snowball fights and it's a ton of fun. But as an adult, it's a drag. You know, you got to drive in it. You got to, you got to shovel the, the uh, driveway just to get your car out of it. You know, you got to stand in it. You got to fight your way to work in it. It's, it's a pain in the ass. And I feel like birthdays are the same way. Absolutely. When you're a kid, oh my God, nothing better. Nothing better than the, than the birthday party. I mean, you look for, forward to it all year.
1: Well, this particular birthday party that we will be attending tomorrow, there's been discussion about this party since June and we are now in October. Yeah. I mean, there's been, you know, the theme and what are we going to do and bouncy castle, no bouncy castle. You what know. is
0: the theme, by the way? Is there a theme?
1: Harry Potter.
0: Okay. All right. Good. I was concerned because I, 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 the idea of my costume is Harry Potter theme. And I didn't know if that was, she no. knows of Harry Potter. Oh, I thought yes. it was just we thrust are, upon we me. We are in book number three. Uh huh. The seven year old
1: is reading book number three. Wow.
0: Is she reading or is somebody reading it to she her? She is reading it. Wow. Yeah. So nice. she's
1: fully into it. I don't
0: know if I should be impressed that she's reading it or sort of mad at J.K. Rowling for writing a hugely successful book that a seven year old can read. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. Well,
1: I think that, yeah, a little bit of both. Because I think she's she's ahead of her class as far as her reading abilities. So, you know, we'll give her some slack there. Like,
0: yeah, definitely a bright kid, so I can't be mad at her. Um, but, okay, good. So uh, I'm I'm going to do my best Snape impression tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. Although, Snape wears a lot of clothes, and I don't know how that bouncy castle... I I might sweat myself to death in there, jumping around as Snape.
1: Well, I think that at the point at which Snape decides that he's going to descend into the bouncy castle, (laughs) he might want to lose...
0: The trench coat. The
1: trench coat. Yeah. You know, get down to a t-shirt and his pants and socks.
0: (laughs) Keep the pants on. Keep the pants on. Yeah.
1: Despite the fact that you are going to be wearing underpants, as we've previously discussed, keep the pants on. Good
0: idea. Uh, so, do you have any super memorable childhood birthdays? I do remember a
1: birthday, a birthday party at O'Farrell's. Farrell's was it? Farrell. Oh, just yeah. Farrell's. <laughs> oh, clearly, I want a birthday party at
0: O'Farrell's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is, is that's the San Francisco Irish bar. That's, no,
1: the the O'Farrell Theater,
0: the strip club. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The O'Farrell Theater. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, that would be awesome. Great yes, birthday. Yes, hey,
1: you know, I got a birthday coming up in December.
0: All right. Get yourself a lap dance. I'll, bu- I'll buy you a lap dance. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah.
1: You better, you know, watch what you say there, Alan Holm. Well, gonna I'm going to buy you word. one of
0: the cheap lap dances. I'm not buying you one with the room and all that, but you can have something in the theater if you want.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, Farrell's. Farrell's. Yes. Uh The
1: ice cream place, you know, with the lights
0: and the whole. By the way, for those of you who did never uh, did not grow up, I think it was pretty much just a California thing. Farrell's. They have a a Facebook group uh, and they're opening a new Farrell's. They've just uh, it's in Southern California and they've been spending a ton of time trying to get, you know, everybody's pictures from ferals so they can do ferals correctly again
1: oh wow i have Uh, one with uh, me at like the head of the table yeah and there's like the big you know how they had that big elaborate background and everything yeah
0: ferals for for those of you who did not grow up in california and never went to a a birthday party um at, at ferals it was um sort of a God, what would you even say that theme was? It was kind of like a Dixieland band yep, theme, yep. and so all the waiters and waitresses had the 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 sort of fake straw hats, mm-hmm. uh, like straw hat pizza did, and uh, they had the red and white striped shirts with like the garter belts on their arms, and it was pretty much where you went just for ice cream, right? Right. Um, but they had the like the roving
1: lights all around the place, like it, well,
0: it was the the lights really only came out when you ordered that big deal ice cream trough right like cuz there was a there was an ice cream dish you could get that was as my parents viewed it um germs in a bowl <laughs> Because what it was, it was like 20 plus scoops of variety of flavors of ice cream that you would just plunk down in the middle of the table. And then every kid who had a spoon would just sort of dig into and shovel into their faces. And, but that would be my mother in law's worst nightmare because she hates to share ice cream. Right. And well, my, and well, when my mother hated any sort of, Sort of germ transmission environment, which this clearly was. But my sister said, "Look, this is what I want for my what eleventh birthday or whatever it was." And my mom was like, "Fine, this one time you can have it." And but what really made it great, like I I, I liked ice cream and stuff, and I and I enjoyed that the the giant bowl of ice cream. But what was really amazing about it was that they would do this production, like there was a siren that would go off and lights would flash and they they carried this thing out like on a stretcher um, and, and they would run across, they would run through all the tables and the aisles and obviously, you know, they wanted everybody to order it. So they made a big deal because it. it was like, you know, the most expensive thing on the menu and they would run and the, and the, and the wait staff would scream and yell and and they would run down and then they would throw this thing down on your table and, you know, chuck a, a bunch Dig of, bunch of spoons at the kids and let us have at it, man. Oh, damn, that is awesome.
1: But you know, I still actually love that. So I will go to Ghirardelli Square if I have a group of people, you know, four or five, six people, and I'll I'll lobby for the earthquake.
0: The trough of ice cream. Yes. And wow. and there's
1: invariably there is one person there that's like oh eh, we're gonna put all our spoons in the thing and we're gonna and it's gonna touch and you're gonna use your spoon. Oh huh. but yeah, I don't care. Whatever.
0: Right. I at that point I would pay a homeless man to kiss her. And just be like, well, look, you've suffered through that. How bad can this be? You yeah, just made out a homeless man. I
1: may not want to eat the ice cream after the homeless man has kissed uh, her.
0: Come on. I'll just hire a guy who looks like a homeless man. I'll be fine. You won't know the difference. And and everybody else will know. And you will be like, ha ha. Now eat. <laughs> um, I had I had a a, a fantastic uh birthday. Oh, gosh, I was super young. Well, I had one, which was a surprise birthday, which was fantastic because you know, I just turned the corner in our house and there were all these people there and it was like amazing. Um, but I had another birthday where my dad, uh, I uh he'd gotten me this Jeep. And I think it was battery operated. And it really just all it did was go in a straight line. Um, but he got back in the hallway and I was in sort of the fireplace room, whatever the hell you call that thing. And he put Like a bow on it and some, I think some stuff was in it and he just hit the switch and positioned it just so. So it came right at me and it rolled down the hall and I was so excited and I was like, awesome. But my dad's presentation is really what sold that. It was awesome because my dad is like, you know, a go big or go home kind of guy. He'd go home. Hey, that's me. <laughs> uh, but he really thinks about the production of things. And so the fact that he would do that was really like, made it way better than just like, here's a box that's wrapped up. Go ahead and unwrap it. Yeah, that was that was super awesome.
1: I wonder how much discussion there was between your parents about the delivery of the gift.
0: Oh, I'm sure a lot. Yeah, cuz you know, it was kind of orchestrated cuz like my dad had to disappear at one point to go get it and I was like, "What are you where did he go?" And they're like, "Just you wait.
1: Where's dad?"
0: <laughs> and it was and uh, you know, it, the other thing that was weird about um kid parties in general were just sort of the God, I feel so bad for my parents in this way because the whole logistics of a kids party, like you know, you like you are dealing with this right now even though it's not even your kid. Um it's it's a weird it's it's a lot of work. It's a production. Yeah. I mean, there's like the
1: shopping, which store, did you see this? Hey, if you're out and about and you happen to find or whatever, hey, we've been looking for a Harry Potter piñata. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dear so I beat the crap out of Harry, poor old Harry Potter, <laughs> just to get candy out of his leg?
1: <laughs> Some sort of Harry Potter themed, something, even, anything, right. nothing. There aren't, because Harry Potter's not, it's not in vogue so much anymore.
0: Right. And there's not a movie that's right around the corner or uh, whatever. Right. So I'm sure we
1: could find a Twilight pinata to <sighs> beat the shit out
0: of. <laughs> I would love to do that. I hate that. Uh, but, but, and, you know, and I remember too, like there were a lot of kids who had birthdays in October. And so it was tricky just trying to plan a birthday that wasn't on the same day as like oh, a friend's day. treats.
1: You got to bring treats to school on your birthday. Uh, you know, we didn't have to do that. Oh, that's really, that's what you need to do now. You need to bring a treat uh. into the classroom and they make a big, you know, hullabaloo over the fact that it's your birthday. So, mm. you know, and then the treat selection is, you know... Is it a store bought treat? Is it, does your mom just make cookies and bring them in? Cause that's kind of ho hum, you know, like Rice right. Krispie treats, w- whatever. So, yeah, we had to, um, there were Krispy Kreme donuts brought in. Whoa. Yeah. It's,
0: Recently, too.
1: For the birthday that occurred. So, the birthday wow. party is tomorrow with all the classmates and friends and whatever. Right. The actual birthday occurred this past Thursday and uh, it happened to coincide with a field trip as well so the treats had to be had to be procured and then transported Ugh. to the field trip so that they could be shared with the class well and
0: i remember too growing up there was the whole thing of the goodie bag right like yeah it's still big yeah and you had to you had to give a goodie bag to your friends when they left and i remember like and they we, all have to be the same. Cause if they're, yeah. if they, if oh.
1: there's any deviation and somebody happens to crack open their bag before they get in the car and they see that somebody got something yeah. else, all hell breaks loose.
0: Right. And it was, it always had to have like some cool little thing in it. Like I remember we had these sort of. It was weird. Like, my parents did, like, sort of, like, R&D. Like, they came home with these things. They were not yo-yos, but they were just more like a ball on a str- on an elastic string. But it was cool. Like, you'd throw it, and it would come back, and there was no skill involved. And I was like... It would come back. I is... got a black
1: eye. Yeah. Like...
0: <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. So, like, my, and my parents were like, all right, that's what we're getting for the goodie bag. And they were like... And it was funny, too, because, like, we busted them out even before the kids left. So our entire backyard was filled with, like, you know, 15, 12-year-olds all yo-yoing each other, you know, all at the same time. It was really quite something. Yeah, but the goodie bag was a major deal.
1: And parents spend crazy amounts of money on goodie bags. Tiernan went to this one birthday party uh, a few months ago where I'm, I kid you not, like, an even though the mom, you could tell, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Oriental Trading. Do you happen to get that catalog here? No. Um, <laughs> I may have to sign you up. Ugh. It's cheap plastic crap from China that you buy, like, in gross. And, you know, so you may get a gross of these, you know, glowing sticks of whatever, and they cost you three ninety nine. Right. So it was clear that this mom had procured everything for the goodie bag from... Oriental Trading, but it still had to have been at least like a thirty dollar goodie bag.
0: Wow, that's insane! I had a friend who uh, just told me about a uh, a Star Wars theme party he did for his kids, and he had to, it was the same sort of thing. He found like these crappy lightsabers online and then bought them for all the kids so they could. I don't know, beat the shit out of each other. I don't know.
1: Right, and you know that he was online till like 2 in the morning every <laughs> night for like two weeks
0: trying to get the best
1: possible price on the 15 lightsabers that he needed. Yeah,
0: and he was just sort of like... And he was probably weighing the logistics in his head, like, what are we doing? And Is this even a good idea? Are we just gonna, you know... Are we are we in- inviting injury to the birthday party? Do we own
1: this house? Because we're gonna get sued.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so so now that we've gone... To the young, let's go to the old. Um, Do we have to? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, we're going to have to, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I, you know, the, the, the weirdest thing, I think, is sort of not so much the landmark birthday, which, of course, there's an insane amount of pressure. Uh, and by the way, for those kids who are listening who are in their 20s, think, start thinking now about your 30th birthday. Because the closer you get to it, the madder you're going to be if you don't have a good idea for your 30th birthday. So the weirdest thing, though, about all of this is, is everybody ramps up for the landmarks, but really doesn't prepare themselves for the next birthday. Like I was all set for 30. I had totally prepared myself for 30. I, you know, psychologically and I had a party and I was doing all this stuff and it was great. And then 31 came around and I was like, wow, going to dinner. Yeah, this sucks. Like, I did not expect to be in my 30s. I'm old, man. This blows. That happened to me last year. Yeah. That was 36. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. It just totally just snuck right up and bit me in the ass. Like, I had no idea that I was going to be like, oh, holy fuck. I'm 36.
0: I am 36. And this is
1: it. This is what this is what I got. I'm 36. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, you know what? When I get a little bit older, I'm going to do blah, blah,
0: blah. Like, I'm older. I'm older. There's... <laughs> You got to be doing it now, or you ain't doing it. And I don't, I don't think there's, I don't know if there is a way to prepare yourself for every single year of every birthday. No, because
1: you'd spend 11 months out of the year
0: trying to psych yourself
1: up for the fact that you were gonna, you know, the page was gonna turn and there was gonna be a new number.
0: Right. More than that, um, <laughs> you know, we, you know, we get the our birthday once a year. The office birthday seems to come once a week. I mean, it's. I love the office birthday. ah, I hate it. I hate the office. What do you love about the office birthday?
1: You know, I love the whole clandestine activity, like the file folder, the manila envelope that has the card inside. Mm. And you're, you know, like walking around the office with this envelope. Hey, you know, it's Sally's birthday tomorrow. You might want to sign this. Oh, hey, did you know it's Sally's birthday? Oh, yeah. And you know, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, they haven't signed it yet. So you want to make sure that you get it to them.
0: Yeah. I see. And now this is weird because I had a job once and I think I was new or something. And I... I was new to this was my really my first like office job, you know, because the other companies had worked out with they were like companies of like four or five people. This is after you
1: started the stripping or stopped the stripping.
0: Yes, that's right. Because there's not really an office environment. I mean, you just show up and you're like, hey, and nobody remembers your birthday there. Um, But if you tell the ladies it's your birthday, then they'll tip you extra. Uh So it's always your birthday. But I was in this office gig and it was near my birthday and they handed me the manila envelope with the card and I didn't know what it was. And it was near my birthday and they go, oh, here you go. And I was like, awesome. And I open it up. It's got a birthday card in, and I'm all excited. And they're like, yeah, you want to sign that and pass it on to the next person on the list? <laughs> I was like, what the? Hey, you know, it was sort of like, where's my card? This is bullshit, man. I want my card. It's my birthday, too.
1: Yeah, I worked at a place where they didn't do anything. Well, this place, they didn't do anything for anything. There was a bunch of losers there. But um, I actually was the instigator of the office birthday card. Because there was a group of, you know, 10, 12 of us. And we kind of interacted every day. So I felt like there should be something that should be noticed if you're going to be sitting at your desk doing your terrible job on Mm. the on the day of your birthday. And so I, I was the one that said, hey, you know what? Let's, let's at least sign a card for these people on occasion and, and wish them a happy birthday.
0: Well, poor Miriam. She was the instigator on so many. Um, you know, she was sort of the one who pulled it all together and got the card and sent it around and all that stuff. And as the instigator, like, nobody did shit for her birthday. It It sucked. And uh, so she like you know her birthday would come around the office, and you know nobody was on their game. They was always expecting her to do it. So I actually told a coworker about that, and she was like, "That's all right. I'll do something for your wife on her birthday." And I was like, "Great." and she's like, when is it?" And I told her, and then like you know six months later, she's like, "I see I have this. What is this?" And I was like, "That's my wife's birthday." she's like, "Oh, and then she quit, so she never did get to do anything nice for my wife on her birthday. Nice.
1: See, now I, I have what I believe to be one of the worst birthdays ever.
0: Uh-huh. You mean birthday days? The date. Yes.
1: I believe that the date sucks.
0: Because I think you're... there's
1: only probably two, maybe three birthdays that are worse than mine. Mm-hmm. And I realize everybody's going to be like, "Oh, eh, stop your whining. We've all heard this before. But my birthday is December 27th. Yeah. Yeah. So in school,
0: everybody's Christmas gone. Christmas break.
1: Everybody's gone. Right. So the treats... My mom, you know, she wanted to make it special for me, got you know, God lover. Yeah. So she would bring the treats on the last day, but everybody's got, you know, like vacationitis. They don't care. Yeah, birthday, whoop dee doo. It's gonna be Christmas and Santa's gonna come and I'm gonna get a new doll and a truck and Right. So yeah. And Right. And everybody's then- gone. And the same thing happens now. I'm an adult and everybody's like on vacation. They got you know, they're going hither and yon, visiting family, they all you know yeah. It's hard. It always gets overshadowed.
0: And you've transitioned us perfectly into the next topic of the vacation birthday. Oh, yeah. That is tough because it's like, on, you know, it, I, I would say, especially when we were younger... The whole disparity of our incomes is so much greater. Like there are people who graduated college with art history majors and they're, they're still waiting tables. Yeah. Waiting tables are temping or, you know, doing something or, or the, you know, musicians or actors are trying to make it. And then there are the people who graduated with like marketing and finance and accounting. And, uh, are, are doing stuff and they've got a real job. And so, of course, in conjunction with the real job, (coughs) they've got a real crappy job and they want to, they want (laughs) to get away from their crappy job. Um, and you drink to get away from, your yeah. But they want to—they want to do something big, and they would just—and you know, especially if you're coming up on a landmark, you want to do something big. You want to get right. out. So is this—is
1: this the point, in time, Alan, where you stick it to me about the birthday party that I threw, where you ate a salad and had water, and then you know you were charged twenty five dollars for it?
0: Well, this is a bit of the problem <laughs> of the group birthday. Um because uh what year birthday was that? I believe it was uh not my twenty fifth but a, a yeah a co- you were throwing it for, for a, a person who had a twenty fifth birthday and um you know it, looking back on it twenty five doesn't really seem like that much of a landmark, but of course you know the number twenty five quarter of a century all that stuff does have a bit of weight to it um but the and so I think probably the biggest problem was A, it was a huge group and B, there were adults there who had crappy jobs who needed to drink to forget (laughs) their crappy jobs and as an adult, you forget what it was like to be 25 because you forget, oh, at 25, I didn't have a real job. I didn't have a regular income. You were using your 40-ish mindset and saying like, Screw it. Let's just split the bill. I know I've had 14 Rob Roy's. Let's do it. Let's split the bill. Who cares about math? I'm too drunk for math. Let's just split it. And meanwhile, of course, like you say, I've had a salad and some water and I'm just like, I got to go hit the ATM because I did not bring enough cash because I am buying. I am supporting this broad's alcoholic (laughs) habit who is sitting next to me.
1: I think I remember your line, actually, that you didn't know that lettuce cost that much. And somebody, <laughs> somebody may have said that lettuce cost more when you
0: ate it in Palo Alto. Yes, that sounds that sounds I, if I didn't say it, I I wish I did. And that's awesome. So I'm gonna say that I said it. Uh, yeah, and that's brutal. And I've been on I've been on so many of those group adventures where you're supposed to Pony up for the birthday person and, and you're all going to split the bill. And, and honestly, though, to, to my detriment, I was notoriously cheap for a very, very long part of my life. So that, you know, that made it even worse. And especially all the other, you know, situations I had been in where I was cheap and I didn't want to pay for it. And, and if I just like, just, you know, relaxed a little bit, wouldn't have made that big of a difference. But, you know, I, I probably didn't have a real job at that point. So it, it all seemed way more important at the time. I don't know.
1: Well, and I, I – we have a we have a mutual friend, uh, Alan, who some years ago made the comment to me, and this actually really stuck with me. And so I've since tried to employ, you know, her suggestion, which was your birthday – you know, it's one of those days where you should be selfish. It should be about you. You're going to celebrate the day that you arrived. Right. Um, so she does not work on her birthday. Right. She takes her birthday off. Fantastic. Every year, um, which I had never thought about. I'd never thought, oh. like, oh, God, you know what? I should just, I should just say, fuck this. I'm not showing up today. Right. Um, I did actually work one place where if you worked there for like, Five years or something, then your birthday was considered a floating holiday. Huh? Yeah, but I hated that place, so I
0: couldn't <laughs> you couldn't make it the five years. <laughs> I didn't last the five years. I would. I, I that is a fantastic recommendation, and I would highly. I because I used to do that too, and I highly recommend not working on your birthday. It's so much nicer.
1: Yeah, so I started doing it, and yeah. it's, and it has been nice. It's yeah. it's you know I think it's made a difference. It's still you wake up and it's still your birthday. Right. And depending on where you are in your life, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. But I think the thing that I've struggled with too are the people that they feel like they need to go like all out on their birthday. Mm. It's just like, you know, to the limit. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, whether it's an entire, you know, day long adventure in a party bus... <laughs>
0: Um, Oh, that party boss is not a good idea.
1: (laughs) Um, I had a circumstance where we were invited to a birthday party. Uh, I I do believe it was the 30th birthday where this this person planned the entire thing like soup to nuts. They they planned it. They booked it. They did it. They invited everybody and then went so far as to say, and your part of it will be X number of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I was just, you know, I, I boycotted the whole thing because yeah. I was like, one, how narcissistic. like There's a certain part of me that does believe that if you're going to have an all-out crazy birthday party, somebody else should really be throwing it for you. You know, it's your spouse maybe. They're saying, hey, you know what? Come celebrate in this woman, man, whatever's.
0: Well, and that was the great thing about my 30, which was so much fun, is that the only bill – the evening was that Miriam bought pizza for everybody. And that was it. Well, wait, there was the bouncy house. Oh, okay. Right. right okay. And We're, I do remember... The bouncy house. And we hired a guy in a skunk suit. Oh, I should really describe this a little bit more. Wait, and
1: weren't there like arcade games procured and no. whatever, the big console
0: thing? Not... Almost, but not really. Um, so what happened was, is uh, my friend Robbie had purchased these full arcade stand-up arcade games at a arcade game auction they had sat in his mother's garage for years and years and years and i knew he had them and my original idea was uh, let's i i want to pretend like i'm 12 again and we're gonna have uh we're hearkening
1: p- back to 1984 is that what you were saying? 82 82 okay.
0: and and i'm gonna pretend like because i think it was 82 that i had like a, an enormous blowout at Chuck E. Cheese. And I had... Oh, God, the Chuck E. Cheese birthday. I had, like, 25 kids there, and my, my parents all, you know, gave them a few tokens to go play games. And and I had brought, like, an enormous amount of money, and I think it was $20. Had you been saving this for y- some time? Yes. and And the rest of the kids were amazed that I was actually going to spend $20 on video <laughs> games. And... It was, it was. If they only knew what you'd spend oh, in the years God. to come. Um, so, so I was going to redo that, but at 30. So I went to Chuck E. Cheese because one of the few ones left was in Redwood City where I was living at the time. And I went and it was, it was awful because it's well lit. Rapists have ruined this country. <laughs> Well, not rapists, just child molesters. Good point. Child molesters have ruined this country because they had a, a child check-in, check-out policy. I stood in that line for 10 minutes. I don't think I moved one person. And I was like, I was sitting there thinking, I, I can't put my guests through this, which, da-da-da-da, everybody who's planning a party, you should be thinking that as well. I can't put my guests through paying yes. for me, or waiting in line, or doing this ridiculous thing, or expecting them to travel 3,000 miles to whatever to Some do this thing. vacation
1: destination that's going to cost them, you know, A billion dollars, right. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, you have to – I mean, this goes back to the death podcast, where it's like, look, man, I realize this is your death, but you have to consider the living. But – uh oh, so anyway, so the 30th – so we had – pizza like chuck e cheese mm-hmm. uh, we had a bouncy castle which is sort of like chuck e well, they cheese have that they have little the...
1: ball thing at yeah, chuck e cheese the, yeah the
0: pit of balls again i'm sure my parents would be oh, horrified yeah. if we went into the germ-ridden pit of balls uh on your face um but i so i tried to get a man in a rat or a mouse suit to appear <laughs> and it was weird looking up in the phone book um uh, sort of entertainer, entertainment people. And um, I. so I called this very nice woman and I was like, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. And she was like, okay, well, I can't get you a man in a mouse suit, but I know a guy who owns a skunk suit. <laughs> what do you think? And I was like, yeah, okay, close enough. Great. Um, <laughs> Fuzzy animal, mammal. Yeah, got a tail. Boom, genius. And he was... One of the creepiest people you've ever seen in your life. You, cause he has those, the, the, those heads have the big mesh eyes. So the man in that suit can see out and you could see in and he had weird, crazy <laughs> eyes and he had a ton of like bad jokes. Um, he was very strange, but anyway. So, so Robbie's arcade systems. Uh, my friend uh, Alexis Perplexus and, and I went over, we rented a van, we went to Robbie's house, we got him out of the garage, we threw him up in the backyard. So that, the, you know, the rental van cost me some money. Um, Robbie afterwards said, look, uh, I don't, my mom doesn't want these back. I'm not doing anything with them. Why don't you sell them on eBay and we'll just split the money. So I actually made money on that.
1: So you were covering the cost of your party.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks to Robbie. Um, and then the bouncy house uh, cost me some money. But ho- oddly, I don't think bouncy houses, unless they've gone up dramatically in the last nine years, I don't think they're that expensive. Well, the bouncy house
1: last year was like 130 bucks. Yeah. And the cost has come down. You oh. know Yet the recession is inf- affecting everyone.
0: <laughs> the bouncy house <laughs> rental community. The
1: bouncy house this year. 80 bucks, free delivery.
0: Wow, that is fantastic. I might just get a bouncy house next weekend, you know, because I've got, well, there's no sense in getting it this weekend because, you know, I've I've already got one on tap. So the next weekend, yeah, i get another one. Sure.
1: Maybe there should just be like a monthly bouncy house weekend.
0: Oh, right. Like the first weekend of every month, get a bouncy house and just jump your brains out. (laughs) Awesome.
1: Back to your... Oh that was
0: pretty much it. And then, you know, we we there was obviously the pizza cost and and everybody came. We had a good time and uh and jumped in the bouncy house and uh, you know, it was it was a ton of fun. It was a it was a really good 30th birthday and I felt it was uh maybe even better than uh, the 12th birthday if that's uh, possible.
1: Wow. See, now I have to admit I have been responsible for some of those um You know, I want to do this on my birthday and it's going to cost a fortune and then invite people that maybe don't have the, you know, the resources, the resources. Yeah, they've got some cash flow issues and they and they have to pony up. But um, but
0: but you've learned. And if there was somebody if there was a podcast that you could have listened to in your early 20s that said, don't do this, don't make this mistake, maybe you would have rethought it.
1: Do you think, though, You think people learn that way?
0: Uh, I think it's possible. I think I mean sure you're not going to get everybody, but you're going to get you're going to get some people who will, who will listen to an elder and and learn from their. I mistakes. think that when it
1: comes to your birthday, though, there is a part of you that's just kind of like, oh, look, it's my birthday, and if these people really like me, if they're really my friends, uh, they're going to come, they're going to show up, they're going to bowl and do whatever, and they're going to buy me, you know, well, Bud Light in the in the well, bowling pin bottles and
0: right i mean anybody's gonna or, do that or in my
1: case they're gonna go to uh, harris's and <laughs> pony up for sales well no 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 no. i didn't pay for that birthday oh. i'm sure my mom you yeah know, but but i'm speaking of the birthdays where i you know said right. this is what i want to do and then it cost an outrageous amount and
0: i think people i think there is a population who will learn by example And and maybe see a signpost up ahead and bail. And you're right. There's going to be certainly people who won't. But, I I mean, I didn't have anybody giving me any kind of advice in terms of that. And and certainly not expressing it in a way that was meaningful. Because, you know, the, the thing about being young is you think you are unique. You think your experiences are unique.
1: Are you telling me I'm not unique, Alan?
0: Yes. Yes, that is exactly what I am telling you. And I will say that for every crappy thing, and most of the good things that happen, somebody's already done it, they've already experienced it, and they can tell you what it's like, and they can tell you, you know, what, what it's going to be like two weeks after you have it. Generally, generally what to expect in this shitty situation. (laughs) Yeah. So you've been dumped. So you've been fired. So you got into a car accident. And 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 really, the answer to all of that is dot dot dot. Time heals all wounds. That you're not the first person this happened to. Don't freak out. This too shall pass. And well, then we that's, can, you know,
1: I love that one.
0: This too shall pass. Yeah, that's my favorite. Well, you know, the thing I love, I love the uh, musical Jersey Boys. Uh, which is all, for those who haven't seen it, it's all about, uh, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons and their sort of uh, start in uh, humble beginnings at a neighborhood acapella group to, you know, superstar mega group and, and the everything in between. And there's a great line in that where Frankie Valley says, um, my mother always said this too shall pass. I didn't realize she was talking about the good things as well. Which is absolutely true. Like there's good times and then they go away, and then you get some bad times and then they go away, and then the the hurt from the bad times that goes away, and yeah, you know you get a mix of the bag.
1: You know the the reflection year by year as you get older, and what you know what milestone birthdays are important. Like you know, let's talk about twenty one.
0: I don't remember my twenty first birthday. Well,
1: that happens for a lot of people.
0: But I don't think it was. I, I think it was because it was particularly uneventful. I, I did not get crazy blotto drunk, or you didn't. I, I don't think so. No, I wasn't. I wasn't a big drinker until I had my first really crappy job, and then that's when the drinking started.
1: It's been downhill. Ever since
0: oh, you ain't kidding, man. Um, um,
1: yeah. See, I, I, I don't remember. Much of my twenty-first birthday, but it was because of having imbibed so much alcohol that night.
0: We took a girl out for her twenty-first birthday, and it was at Hula Hands in uh in the uh, Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. Oh dear God! And Hula Hands is one of yet a stream of terrible. Uh, chain drinking establishments. And there really isn't anything special about it. It's hands. Irish pub in a box. Yeah. It's, it's very chain restaurant feel. It's, it's in Fisherman's Wharf, which is the dead center apocalypse of tourism in San Francisco. How much flair were they wearing? It wasn't that bad at the time. This was, uh, uh, early nineties. And, um, we, <laughs> We stayed really late. I think we clo- oh I know we closed the place down. Uh we um this guy Jeremy that was my roommate at the time, he was king of the peer pressure and gotten her to drink so much she threw up out of her nose into the empty
1: Happy 21st birthday into the
0: empty glasses that were front of her. And our friend Stephanie, who was this girl's roommate, um, saw it happen. And Stephanie was really good about keeping her shit together. And she saw it happen. She was like... Uh, okay, time to go. Like, she didn't freak out. She just put like kind of a happy tone in her voice and like, okay, we're, we're going now. All right, let's go. And we threw down a bunch of money and we scooped up poor Leslie, who was the birthday girl, and we started walking. And as we're walking, you know, we're not two steps away from the table. And we see like the bus man who was coming towards us. And he just, I could just hear him go, oh god (laughs) which you know at hula hands happens a lot but boy i I can't imagine anything that happens vomit related so much that i am blasé about it like every time it happens where somebody vomits at your job it's got a sting how many jobs have you had where the people are vomiting uh no none no, and that's why I can't imagine a point where I am dead inside faced with vomit <laughs> at my job. But so, so either you're a nurse or a busboy, like yeah, at <laughs> or TGI Fridays or any number of, uh, Benigans. right? Um, so, so, oh, right. Uh, Miriam chimes in with, with, uh, preschool teacher, swim school. swims, oh, swim school. Oh, oh kids. but,
1: we, but any, anything having to do with like, you know, the five and under set, right?
0: Anything dealing with kids. Um, so we were walking her home and now Jeremy is way out in front of us. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what was going on with him, but he was power walking and, um, Stephanie is cursing him because he made Leslie drink so much and Leslie had the hots for him and she was, and Stephanie was mad because, you know, he's way out in front and he's not even helping us with Leslie with this drunken mess that he's created. And we're walking and we're walking. And all of a sudden, Leslie disappears. Wait a minute. What happened to Leslie? What had happened was we were walking in, in, um, in, the, in, the, in the neighborhood. I can't remember. Uh, Fisherman's Wharf. We were walking in Fisherman's Wharf. And, you know, none of the buildings are standardized. It's all San Francisco. It's all higgledy-piggledy, you know, whatever anybody felt like building at the time they did. And they built this wall that popped out from one of the <laughs> one of the buildings into like the sidewalk. But thank God for Leslie, it was this solid brick wall, but thank God it had ivy on it because she ran into it and then just grabbed onto the ivy so she wouldn't fall over. So we walked back and we found poor Leslie gripping onto the ivy wall. And I don't know, she said some <laughs> sort of like... Uh, I just want to sleep here you can leave me I'm good to go and we're like no 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 no. come on Leslie we'll help so you she
1: was in the ivy not in the grass she
0: was not in the now now to be fair to uh, no one um, I got so drunk I fell into the grass not on my birthday uh, it was a separate event and I was bored and there was free booze and I just drank so much Oh, that was that was an ugly, ugly evening. Your that wife, was the most time I've done. Your
1: wife texted me a couple of weeks ago that she was in the grass.
0: Oh, this is another fun thing. So, for those <laughs> of you, um, we have adopted the phrase of being in the grass, meaning uh, I got so drunk one night, <laughs> um, uh, I fell out of the car, and uh, our car right up to the curb, a little bit of sidewalk and grass, and I, I guess I must have stumbled. Two feet to get into the grass And my wife comes over to see how I'm doing And I'm lying there and I'm going Oh I'm in the grass And you know Doing that whole drunken self pity thing And she of course trying to help me up And trying to get me and I was just Gone so she of course had to go call Our good friend Rick and he Came over and helped me into the house and Dumped me into the bathtub and then drew Dicks on my butt as far as I know
1: (laughs) at least you weren't didn't have Dick's branded onto your butt.
0: Yeah, that would have been bad. But anyway, so so for for here on out, being in the grass means um I got so drunk I threw up. I think that's where the dividing line is for being in the grass.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know that it extended.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I think throwing up is the dividing line cuz I mean, you know, you can drink too much, you can get a headache the next day, but I think really throwing up. Well, that's your body's way of saying, "Hey, look, if we don't if, remove some of this you're gonna die right you've got too much concentrated evil inside of you we gotta (laughs) jettison yes yes. and
1: i think my dad and his hearty hispanic genes i've only had that experience twice in my life
0: yeah i've had it too many times And, and and so late in life i should know better um and and, and but it feels good when you're doing it. And sometimes when it
1: feels good when you're doing it, you just got to keep doing it.
0: Well, and the thing, too, about throwing up that I feel it is the only no, time. No, I'm talking about
1: the drinking.
0: Oh, yes. Right. You want to keep the party going. Hey, we're having fun. Let's keep drinking. Yeah,
1: no, but I don't want the vomit afterwards. Yeah, That's no. just no
0: good. And I will have to say vomiting is maybe one of the only experiences where you are really focused on the experience. Like you could be having sex and be like. Is there any more cheese? <laughs> I thought I saw some cake left in the fridge. After we're done with this, I think I might get some cake. But you know, dude, I don't know what kind of sex you've been having. But every uh, once in a while, every once in a while, that, that thought creeps in. I mean, it's not, I'm not like saying it consumes the whole thing. But I'm just like, say,
1: oh, look, we missed that corner when we painted in the yeah, room. <laughs>
0: exactly. Hey, what is that? You know, anything that distracts you. But to me, vomiting, there is no distraction to the vomiting. It is consuming. It is, it grabs your entire focus and all you keep thinking is, oh, I don't want to throw up. I don't want to throw up. I don't want to throw up. Um, and whether it's, um, uh, you know, being on a cruise or being on a roller coaster, which I have done, that was awful. I threw up off of the, um, at, at Great America, they had this three armed, uh, sort of, uh, c- bird cage sort of ride. I think they've gotten rid of it, which is too bad because it was one of the only things you could because see. Because the
1: arms spun and then the cages spun ind- independent well, of the arm. If you
0: wanted them to, I mean, if I I would have throttled you if you had spun my cage. Well, what's because- the point? Just see the park. I mean, you're way high up in the air. It was, it was the only landmark you could see from the freeway of Great America. Look, if you're paying
1: 50 bucks to get in there, like, <laughs> I want every part of my body to be jostled and wow. re- Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't. Anyway, so, um, the, so I threw up on that, which barely does anything. It's just a very long ride. And, um, And fortunately, I learned from somebody who worked there that that is the number one vomit ride at Great America, maybe which is why they got rid of it. I don't know.
1: That's shocking to me.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, really. Well, I guess because A, it's the longest ride they have, but B, it's also disarming. You know, you don't think you're going to throw up on it. So, like, people who have weak stomachs, like myself, are like, okay, I can do this, not knowing what they're in for. Whereas other people who have hardier constitutions ride the, you know, Top Gun or the Vomit Launch or the Tilt A Whirl or whatever it is, knowing that that's what the, that's the experience they want. Let's do it, man. I can take it. Whereas me, I look at all those others and I'm like, oh. <laughs> no yeah I live for the vomitron uh, I tell you, the, the nearest vomit experience I had um, was um, oh, Star Tours Star Tours at Great America because that entire room
1: isn't Star Tours at Disneyland
0: no uh, I don't think so
1: oh I did it at Star Disneyland Tours? it's the one where you oh, get yeah, in, and you right, sit in right, a big right. row
0: and they like simulate that you're in the yeah you're right it is Disneyland you're absolutely right um, yeah, and, and the whole room is on a giant pivot. And so, you know, it goes left, right, backwards, forwards, it shakes a little bit. And what's the terrible thing about that ride, if you're going to throw up on it, is you're in an enclosed room. So there's no getting away, A, from the vomit b from anybody else and c everybody else in that room is trapped with your vomit <laughs> and as we all know vomit breeds vomit <laughs> and so the smell of it the sound of it everything will just make everyone else throw up that much more and can you imagine the entire floor is shifting so left like to right it's sloshing your vomit around <laughs> oh my god how gross is that and can you imagine everybody trying to get out of their seats and just wow, <laughs> slipping in your <laughs> and you're vomit. in the middle of the row because it's
1: like airline seating on on Star Tours. So you yeah. you throw up, you're in the middle of the row, and there's people that like you know three seats down need to walk past your your park uh, or Rama oh, in there. but
0: but but if it was only contained to your row, that would be awesome. But it's not; it's gotten pushed forward, you know, three or four rows ahead of you. Oh my god! Like like when I when I vomited off the bird cages. Like, I wedged my head in between the little bars. I got it all out. It was fine. <laughs> to
1: that poor unsuspecting person walking below. You know, that
0: <laughs> fortunately, I got it over sort of a, a dead area where there were no people. But yeah, you're right. It absolutely did go over the crowd at certain points. And I could have hit somebody. <laughs> I tell you, though, this is the only time I've really sort of enjoyed vomiting because when you're that high up in the air and it and it comes out, it 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 kind of stays together. <laughs> and it just it kind of waves in the air. You know, because there's like the a little free bit of,
1: fall out of an airplane.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't blast apart and it and it and it and it, and it and it's just a little bit of air resistance that keeps it together. And it's and it's kinda it's like um, that guy watching the plastic bags float around in um, American Beauty. You know, it's just sort of beautiful the way it, it keeps together and kind of waves in the breeze. Of course, until it hits the sidewalk and it's just like, (laughs) blammo, and it just goes everywhere. And you're like, Oh, it really, there went
1: all my cotton candy and my slurpee and and my my lemon slushie and and, my (laughs) corn dog. God,
0: I love corn dogs. Um, yeah, it was a, a fairly ugly. Um, it was, it was, it was both beautiful and horrific all at the same time.
1: Well, you know, that's funny that you mention now the uh, rides because I'm considering this year for my birthday um, <clears throat> heading down to Disneyland uh-huh. because I didn't know if you're aware of this. Uh, on your birthday, if you kind of pre-register and then you come with your ID or whatever, you can get into Disneyland for free.
0: Whoa. Yeah, but it has
1: to be on your exact birthday right. and you do have to go through this whole registration process where they issue you some, you know, number, everything, you know, in this World revolves around you being issued a number, but right? Yes, so I'm thinking about going uh, for my birthday. I haven't been to Disneyland. I was thinking about this. I haven't been to Disneyland in probably like 15, eighteen years.
0: Disneyland is is amazing and awful all at the same time. Um, you You go on Pirates of the Caribbean still fantastic. You go into Haunted Mansion, still fantastic. And then you go on It's a Small World because the boats they put you in are, they hold like 30 people at a swat. So the line moves like crazy. And then you get in there and it's like, you know, in Pirates of the Caribbean, they do a really good job of like hiding the ceiling. Like it's all dark in there. And you see a couple of pin lights in the ceiling to simulate the stars. And you're like, this is a fantastic immersive experience. And then you go on, it's a small world and it's like acoustical tiling and like the, the, the dolls don't their mouths don't move they just sort of spin around in circles and it's like, like you're a, in a bad
1: horror movie yeah. <laughs> and it's like
0: a spinner on a spinner so it's like big plate that spins that goes around you know it's like that model of the solar system where the moon spins around the earth and the earth spins around the sun and imagine like you know 25 non-moving children and half of them are so close to the boats that arms are missing their guitars that were their centerpieces have been ripped out by drunken LSD riddled, uh, boat goers who just were like, ah, toys. And, and they're frightening and awful. And of course the song is ridiculous because it's in every single room of the, it's a small world ride. So I'd love to sing
1: a verse for you now.
0: No, no, uh, I'm sure we'll get sued. Uh, we'll get a (laughs) cease and desist letter. Oh, one, one other thing I wanted to talk about was the, um, the office party, um, where I worked, um, we got cake, right? And it oh. was it was like first of all, I, I've been in a couple of different offices, and everybody handles this differently. But there is such a thing as cake overload. So if you really want to do a birthday party every week, dude, I don't. Just make it a month. You gotta
1: combine the October yeah. birthdays, and you have one cake. Happy one birthday, month. October! Mary, Bob, Sally, and
0: Jim. And you know what's really what's really messed mm-hmm. up is the politics of the birthday because if you don't combine all the birthdays, people get mad. People get offended. It's like when well, you're showing favoritism. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were at, the, at my last job that was a big problem. Like people would be like well, wait a minute, so-and-so got a cake, and they've been here six months. I've been here five years, I didn't get a cake. Now, who, who bought the cake? Did the company buy the cake? Did the people in her department get together and buy the cake? And then, as a person who goes to the party, like, I talked about this in, uh, in, in, the, in the worst uh, podcast, where, you know, as, as a temp, you go to the, the birthday and you're like, what am I doing here? I don't even know you people. But as a as a full time office member, I would go to a lot of these parties. I didn't know the person, or I didn't know them that well. And here I'm supposed to be like, yay, hey, you! You have a birthday. Give me cake. And it just seems sort of sad and desperate in a way that you'd just be like, I don't know you. I don't really care. Give me cake. Look like do See, I need? Yeah, I was
1: the- always the cake whore, but I would kind of like hang back and wait because. It- in the places where I work, they'd get those, like, big Costco sheet cakes. Ugh. And so it's like, we're going to get this big, bad, mamba-jamba cake that would probably feed 40. But there's 12 of us in this department. So there's going to be all this cake left over. And we're going to just move it into the the office kitchen and send out a blast email that says, come and get yourself some really bad buttercream icing. <laughs>
0: Well, and that was the other thing too, is it it got to the point. Like I had one coworker in our little room um who loved cake. He loved sweets, he loved baked goods, he loved anything and anything free. And yet even he was sort of annoyed by the crappy sheet cake. And we would and, and at one point we devised like a plan, like how can we how can we get better cake? I mean, this is awful. this terrible sheet cake with either white or gooey strawberry filling how about a, how about a straw How about a chocolate cake? How about a a a carrot cake? How about something better than just this awful sheet cake? But yet you know it was still like we could never figure out like who bought the cake and who was buying the cake and who was in charge of the cake and all of this stuff. It just became a logistical nightmare, and we went, ah, forget it, you know.
1: And have you liked the cakes that have been presented to you on your birthday in the office birthday party settings?
0: I don't know. It's been a long time uh, since I worked at a place that did birth like birthday cakes for the group for the month. Um, so I don't really remember.
1: See, in my current job, people are kind of transient. People are in and out. They're not necessarily always in on the, the road. office, right? So that's not the birthdays aren't. I mean, the department admin will send out an an email saying, hey, today's so-and-so's birthday or, you know, like if you've been when you've been with the company, like, you know, whatever. Today's so-and-so celebrating their fourth anniversary. And um, but at my last job, I actually got to be really friendly with the admin. And so she knew I was going to take my birthday off, but she would plan the month of December birthday celebration while I was there. And she was kind enough to actually go, you know, bust her hump and get across to the Whole Foods.
0: Mm. And
1: she would buy me, like, you know, like the Tres Leches cake or something that was always really quite delectable. Wow. Well, we didn't talk about the one-year-old birthday party. Oh, God.
0: One-year-old. Yeah.
1: Now, come on. That's, like, agony that's, you know, that's as bad as, like, the 80-year-old birthday party.
0: Well – I have a feeling the 80-year-old will remember me being there, whereas the one-year-old I know will not remember me being there. And and it's really sort of like to all you parents out there who is having the Listen one-year-old up. Listen up. Here's yeah, an informational. Everybody who is going to have a kid, there is no reason to have the one-year-old birthday. I mean, if you're doing it, make it a party. Make it an adult party. Don't have a bunch of other kids there have us there and we'll all, you know,
1: we'll bring the gift. We know that's what you're yeah. after.
0: We'll 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 hang out, we'll we'll shoot the breeze, whatever, and then we'll celebrate your, you know, we'll we'll bring out the cake and we can all sing happy birthday. But really, what are you doing? The kid didn't know.
1: I just went to a 1-year-old birthday party
0: <sighs> where the
1: child had never had any sort of sweet sweetened food, so anything wow. with any refined sugar. So everything had always been, you know, all natural, just fruit, like, you know, fruit syrups or things like that. Like that was how, what their palate was used to as far as a sweet item went. And these parents went all out. Like this crazy cake that's all, you know, happy birthday, junior. And it's, you know, the, the buttercream frosting and the chocolatey cake. And it's like chocolate cake, chocolate frosty, chocolate, 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 chocolate. Now. Sweet is a very intense taste, like, when it's done with white, refined sugar. And so they're like, all, all right, you know, he's going to just totally love it. He's going to dig in. And this kid was like, "Oh," ah. and they're like, you know, after he wouldn't touch it and they put his hands in it and then he didn't want to, like, put his hands in his mouth, you know, they're, like, swiping at the icing and trying to stick it in his mouth. And they're, like, just not getting it. that, you know... The best time for your kid to make a big show about how much they love chocolate and sweets is not the first time that they have it. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty, it was really pretty bad. And there they are, everybody with the video cameras right in there, honed <laughs> <haunted>, in, <laughs> 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 waiting for Junior to just, you know, just go all nuts over the cake. And all he did was like sit there and cry and like wince and, you know, like look for his organic apple juice. And <sighs> it was, it was really painful. <sighs> And there was, you know, the games <sighs> with all the other kids that, you know, can't throw the, the the square into the basket and whatever. It was just painful. Thankfully, though, they did have wine. So that's what got me through. Nice. I made it the adult birthday party. But I disagree with you. I think the 80-year-old birthday party is just as depressing.
0: Really? You 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 think the 80-year-old's not going to remember me being there?
1: Well, I think, again, it's like a bunch of really you know, old, sad, tired people, and they're just kind of like, oh, why the fuck did I get wheeled out for this? I don't want to celebrate that I'm 80. Like, I actually really want to die. I didn't want to wake up today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I'd be dead by now. Yeah. Like, I was hoping yesterday
1: that when I closed my eyes, they were not going to pop open again today. Uh, but yeah, I, I find that the 80-year-old birthday party is is a little bit depressing. And the, Oh, and I love the... Uh, the slideshows with the pictures. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, really, that's going to make them really happy. They want to look at pictures of themselves when they were like 40 years younger.
0: You remember when you could walk?
1: <laughs> and I didn't have to push you in this chair. Oh. Um. Oh, wait. Oh, and you had all your teeth back then? Yeah, see, that brings us back to the whole aging thing. Uh. You, you got to prep yourself for those birthdays every year.
0: I suppose so. Well, uh, from uh, me... And me. And the music of Bright Brown and Tyler Durden. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. We'll see you next time. Till then.